Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Think Movie Show. My name is Francisco and I am joined with Brian Prado and Joey Gonzalez. And today we're having our Euphoria talk. Um, season two is halfway done. We're at the midpoint, mid-season finale. Um, inside sources, which are Zendaya and her Instagram, who said halfway done. <laughs> inside sources. Those are my inside sources. Um, but um, I think it's going to be a very interesting talk because Euphoria has plagued social media now for the what, past month yeah, because of... Every episode after every Sunday, the week is just nothing but Sam Levinson sucks. Uh, memes. Memes. Um, oh, my God. Look at Zendaya. Look at all these. Complaining you know, about dicks. Complaining about dicks. Whatever the case may be, Euphoria has is all over the Internet. And, of course, we're here to talk about our opinions of the show. Yeah. Um, just to see um, uh, where we're at. You know, are we enjoying the season so far? Do we like it better than season one? Um, I think that um, we should also talk about Sam Levinson because he's, like Brian was saying before the show, he's always trending. After always trending every after episode, episode yeah. Sam Levinson is always trending, whether it's good or bad. You know, we'll talk about that too. So um, in terms of euphoria, uh, Brian, you said that you, did you recently start watching or did you watch it before? Yeah, like, I watched it when the first season came out. Okay. And what did you um, think about it? Yeah, so with HBO, they're always, like, dropping just some great high-value production shit, right? All the time. And it's, like, no different with Euphoria. Um, first episode, I remember just, like, being really immersed into, into like, the world of what the show is. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of just let me go a little bit as the story went on. I don't know if it's writing. I'm not, like, a critic. I don't know the terms well. But mm -hmm. just how they moved the story along I got you. throughout the show, it just kind of lost me. Okay. Um, so by the end of the first season, I just kind of looked at the show as it was just kind of funny. It's kind of funny, kind of like, I don't want to say melodramatic, but a little bit melodramatic. Um, a lot of, it kind of looks also like a music video in some aspects of the show is mm -hmm. kind of like music video shots where like the intention of making a great shot for the, for the story, for the show doesn't really fit well. It just, it's kind of there. That's how I feel with the show overall. Okay. But it does have great moments. I will not, you know, give its praise mm -hmm. when they're talking about specific stories about jewels, about Rue, um, I think they do a fantastic job when they just start describing addiction, yeah. um, transitioning, relapsing, depression. They, I, I mean, I'm not saying I've experienced all those things, but I'm saying the amount of care they give to uh, those stories. The subject matters. They're done yeah. well. They're done yeah. really well. And that's like, I feel like that's high praise because mm -hmm. not a lot of people can do that. Sam Levinson, I feel like, uh, I think he's talking about, people have said that, this is like kind of what he's gone through in his life, oh, okay. right? I mean, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> he said he took a lot of this from like his own personal. Okay. Right. So that's what it feels like in the show. Personal drug addiction, drug abuse. Right. So, and you could feel that in the show. Uh, it's just some of the way the plot moves, mm -hmm. um, some of the like the choices the character makes. It just kind of just lets me go. Like I say, you know, it takes me to the that high, but then it's just like, oh, okay. It's you. not perfect, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
So going into the second season, mm-hmm. right? I just went into it like whatever. I'm I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, you have. It's one. Of, it's one of those shows where it's one of those shows you where you just gotta watch it. If you don't watch it, you're behind. You're missing out. You're on missing something. out. Social media is like gonna release the nothing show just but spoilers. Looks good too. Oh yeah, yeah, it just looks good. Yeah. Um. So for the second season, I think it's kind of already better than the first, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. I know we'll talk about what the writing, the story, the characters, uh, mm-hmm. later, but. Just from uh, some of the scenes, I think they're already better than the first. In my opinion, this last episode, I think the hot tub scene is like the best thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. From from Cassie, we're talking spoilers, right? Yeah, spoilers. I mean, you've if you're if, if you're listening to this episode or watching this episode, you're you've you're caught up. Like yeah. you're not. This I, is straight spoilers. I think their acting has just gone from pretty good to like great. Yeah, especially Cassie. Yeah, Sydney yeah. Sweeney. She. The scene where Phenom- she's in the hot tub. Phenomenal, dude. I'm I almost think like, did they really make her just get wasted? Yeah. Obviously not. She's yeah. actually an actor, right? Yeah. But she it looks feels really like, fucking yeah. drunk. Yeah. Like she she portrays that that feeling of just like lounging. Like you, you literally can't move a single bone in your body because you're so fucked up. <laughs> and then just vomiting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just hear so much noise, it gets louder and louder, and you mm-hmm. just throw up in the in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the best scenes in the entire show, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's Nate and um, Alexa Demi's character, Maddie. Maddie, just mm-hmm. arguing back and forth. It's the best. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Right. And I feel the like, why'd you say it so fast? Yeah. Why'd you say yeah. it so fast? I know different. why I said it, but why are you saying yeah. it like that? It's just, I think it it perfectly captures the 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 juvenile nature of like because. They are kids. They are high school teenagers. Right. Like they're seventeen year olds. These are thirty year olds acting Did, as seventeen year olds. Yeah, thirty year olds acting. Who's thirty? Isn't Alexa? Alexa Demi might she's be 30. thirty. I think she's but like. You can't find her actual age. Yeah, online. like it's it's rumored that she's thirty. Someone apparently, she says she was born in the nineties, but someone found a yearbook of oh, her in high wow. school from like eighty seven or some shit wow. like that. Whatever would make her thirty today. They found like that yearbook, and there she is in it. Wow. Well, a bunch of conspiracies going on right now, but I think, um, I think what Brian is saying is is, is true in terms of the season two direction, right? We'll talk about the writing in a little bit. Sure. I think it's more controlled. Joey, what yes. do you what did you feel about season one? And are you kind of disappointed, excited? Like, what's your overall like? mindset going into season two so i didn't see season one until i think a year after it came out okay i was like super behind on it my uh-huh. current girlfriend right now is the one that told me to watch it yeah so i watched it all i basically binge watched it all in two days wow wow, so, wow. that much that much trauma Jesus. in two days yeah. wow. <laughs> and and i haven't seen it since yeah so I, I didn't like rewatch it before the second season even though it had been like almost a year and a half since i've seen it and this new season came out yeah um, I like the first season a lot. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I was like making sure, like reading up on like what the episodes were all were. And I remember how like what I like about it is how each episode kind of was like a different person's story mm-hmm. to like either start it off or it would be the whole run of it. Usually, the first twenty or fifteen minutes would be like why Cat's the way she is, why Maddie's the way she is, why there's, Jules, why Nate. There's like designated episodes, like yeah. the intros. So I don't know if you ever seen Skins. 
Um, I've heard about it. I've People talk about it. UK show. I love that yeah. show. That's a great show. I like it. Too. And each each episode is just named after a character because it'll show one's like general storyline, but there is an overarching who it's about. Okay. And that's you. what the first season of Euphoria kind of does really well. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, I think it's it does a good job at introducing everybody and balancing mm-hmm. everybody, yeah. and then keeping its main storyline going. So I really love the first season for that. Mm-hmm. The second season, I'm having a little less enjoyment. It's kind of still doing it because they did it with Fez, where the beginning of the second it's the first the first, first episode was yeah. Rue narrating his life as a child, mm-hmm. and then you see like what happens at the party with him and Nate, where he breaks the bottle on his head. Yeah. The second episode, I don't know who it introduces or who it talks about in the beginning of that one. I can find out real quick right here. Second one, I think Is it's... It cut? No. No, just... that one's just straight uh, Nate in the hospital comes right. out and it just goes. The episode just goes. I think the second one is just... Uh... It's like a straightforward episode. And yeah. then the third episode is Cal's childhood. Uh-huh. Or his yeah. teenage. So, with the second season, I, I like... Uh, Brian said, like, the acting is better. Mm-hmm. The, f- the filmography of the show is still, like, amazing. Like, it's shot very well. And it's shot right. on film. Yeah, which so. is insane. Insane the way they move the camera around. Mm-hmm. You would think they have this, like, film canister in the back. Yeah. Like, right. just and going crazy. For those that don't know, film's, like, super expensive. Yeah. So, fucking up on film is, like, a big no-no. Yeah. Digital, it's like, all right, well, it's just... Just it's delete just, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. burn it again. Yeah. But on film... You have to pay for each take you're doing, basically, because if you run out of the film canister, you got to use a new one. So yeah. to imagine that, you know, people like Sidney Sweeney or even Nate when him, him and Cassie are arguing, both like great actors mm-hmm. um, during it. It's pretty amazing to think that, like, they probably had to get this in one take or two or three because you can't do like take 90, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can. But Unless HBO's like. Okay, like I think yeah, we're gonna make a lot want. of money. Yeah, so but when it comes to like the pacing of the season, I think it's trying to throw a lot. I think it threw a lot in the first episode mm-hmm. that kind of got like Nate recovered in one episode. Fez yeah. had no repercussions for what happened. There's like end. a time jump. Like there's no It's like the next day. It's like Oh really? I thought it's it was not even like a week or two later, I don't think. I thought it was like a I thought it was like a couple of days where he was in the hospital. Maybe it's a couple of days, okay. but I mean he comes out and like he I'm looks sure. fine. He he's, like, he's, like, he's all right. He looks like he got his shit rocked. Yeah. Um it trying to connect stuff from the last season, so Ashtray killing like the head drug the mouse, dealer. Right, mouse, that's his yeah. Name? Like that got sweeped under the rug. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be much danger going on. I mean, they, they address it in the beginning of the episode, but mm-hmm. it seems like he just goes and talks to a couple people. Yeah. doesn't really tell them he's dead. just says he's not going to be around as yeah, much. Yeah, not going to do business with him. And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. We'll go through you now, I guess. Yeah. You know, and it introduces, like, other people's qualms, and then it just kind of, like, the whole season's not out yet, so hopefully they come back to it. Yeah. But me personally, I don't like when... Show, and maybe because I'm spoiled by every episode of every show being out yeah, all the time. Yeah. Especially with like Netflix series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even like me and Brian say, we're, we've been watching Peacemaker. I haven't had that feeling at all with Peacemaker. Gotcha. It feels like everything that gets brought up in an episode either gets solved in that episode or directly right. in the Link. next episode. Gotcha. Stuff in episodes of Euphoria season two get brought up at the beginning of episode one. And then and finally then, get addressed in episode four or something. Yeah. Or they still haven't been. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little, like, frustrating, but it's still acted very well. It's still shot very well. Mm-hmm. And because we still have four more episodes, like, I am excited to see what happens. I just think he's trying to do Sam, is it Levinson? Levinson, yeah. Levinson. Yeah. 
I think he saw the how well he did going so big so fast in the first season. Right. Because he made it work. Like, it worked. Yeah. No episode felt like it was wasted. But with this one, I feel like he's going so big with so many storylines that... Which has a lot of ideas. Yeah. yeah. And it's an eight-season... Ep- this is an eight-episode season. Right. If it was, like, a 16-episode... Yeah. Or even 10, maybe. Well, because the first one's 12, isn't it? It's eight. They're eight. Oh, okay. They're both eight and on the two specials. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's why. Okay. And it, that's and I did that, too. Like, whenever I went back, I was like... Was, I was like, was the first season, like, this short and, like, this chaotic? And I went back, and I was like, it was only eight episodes. Yeah. But... Yeah, it just the pacing's kind of the only thing. I'm not disappointed with it. I probably like it just as much. Okay. I think they both have their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But it's still overall, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think uh, with, with season one, there's a slower pace to it. It's more... And I think because of how fresh yeah. the first season is. It's the first time you're ever seeing it. Exactly. So it, it's um, some decisions being made that were shocking in season one. Yeah. Like Rue, like I'm, me personally, like the character... Zendaya plays like I have no, I have no affection for it. I don't like it at all. Oh, I think I saw you and, tweet one. And time it's not even like the, it's not even because she's supposed to be unlikable being a druggie. It just uh-huh. seems like everything that they aimed her to do in season one, yeah, just went out the window when Jules yeah. left. I get it; she was upset, mm-hmm. but because that train issue gets so mm-hmm. like, oh no, we're fine. I got like you. we don't have to talk about it. Like it's all good. You're back. It's okay. I'm mm-hmm. still addicted now because you left. But mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Well, if it wasn't a big deal, then why did why did you relapse? Yeah, <laughs> it had to you. have been a big deal, and I, I feel you. like it's a conversation you should have. Yeah, and um, I think I'll I'll definitely I'll give my perspective on the train. Mm-hmm. I talked about that with my girlfriend when we were talking about it because she had that same question. Where it was like, well, she just didn't go. Like it just like it doesn't really mean anything. Right. And um. Well, so we, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think for my season one, what I, as I was saying, it, I think it's slower paced and I think it focuses, it has the advantage, like you said, of focusing on each character. We don't know these characters. So each episode mm-hmm. is strictly the beginning of this episode and then it shows the what the, the narrative arc of the season. And then same thing, new, yeah. new character, narrative arc of the season. So it's very basic in this way. And you get to see like how... They were, whether it's, because I think all of them in the first season were like them as kids. Yeah, yeah. And you got to see how that affected the way they act in that episode because kind of the same thing's happening again to them. Exactly. So there's like a clear structure to mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. Season two, on the other hand, I think Sam is more, certain series and shows have this where it's like season two, let's let's be different. Let's, let's uh, either A, throw everything at the wall, right? B, focus less on the the whole thing. Focus on certain character beats, character moments, right? They either either go the opposite, right? And I feel like what this show is doing is a little bit of both. It's weird where they, let's introduce more stuff. Everything. Everything. But let's take some people out. Let's take some (laughs) people away. Let's Maybe this didn't work. Maybe we didn't see this working. Let's focus on certain individuals, story Mm -hmm. arcs. Like Cassie's a huge part She's of like a huge season, player right? on this one. She's oh, yeah. like, I'm basically the same thing as Rue. Like her storyline is just as important. I'll in say terms her of this and Cal season. too. Yeah, Cal, yeah. Cal, who was, who was like a overall threat in season one. Yeah. This is like the first four episodes. Like we and, get to see yeah. him. And in my opinion, I think he, whenever he's on screen, he just steals the show. Yeah, it's, it's right? dynamite. It's and dynamite. I, and I don't, I don't like that's another thing. So like. 
I, I like the character. After the most recent episode, I do like the character of Cal more. And I'm kind of, <laughs> like, understanding, like, where he's coming from. It makes sense. Again, the fact that, like, Nate and Cal are, like, two of the ones that are, like, pieces of shit. But you mm-hmm. can kind of, like, sympathize mm-hmm. to an extent for them. Mm-hmm. Nate's a little bit more trickier because yeah. he's kind of showing less emotion. But, like, the the grocery scene, or not the grocery scene, but when he goes with the gun to the oh, convenience store yeah. to... At Fez's place. To shoot Fez, I would assume at first. Yeah, or to scare him at to least. To scare him at least. And then nothing is even said or done that makes him choose not to, besides Lexi being there, I guess. Yeah. But even he, like, scared the shit out of her, not even that much early. That's the whole reason why she's there, because he yeah. scared her earlier. Yeah. So, like, stuff like that where, like, little thing, not even little, that's a big thing. He, mm-hmm. you know, beat up Nate, and that's why he goes there, because mm-hmm. Fez brutalize nate and then that whole like issue just gets swept then he goes back in the next episode and you find out that fez is like i don't even know who you are man yeah yeah it's the complete opposite and um i think um um i guess diving it diving because we i think we all like season one right yeah season one's pretty good it was right brian a little bit less yeah i think i'm more on your side where i'm enjoying season two more than season one and i think it's because of the filmmaking aspect yeah writing narratively wise structurally season one because we've seen the full season it's more safe Mm -hmm, right right. it's more structured people like on tiktok or twitter they kind of want to see that structure back in this one and i don't blame sam levingson for not going that route Mm -hmm. right but i do understand the criticisms right of what about this thing? Why are you not addressing it? Yeah. Uh, what about this character? What about this? And I'll, I'll give it like the right. full eight episode run before I have like a full critique of it. Yeah, exactly. but, you know, if I get to episode eight, credits are rolling and somehow Mouse hasn't been brought up again. Yeah, and then or you're like, like the videotape of Cal never gets brought up. Like Maddie yeah. never even like if everyone somehow fixes all their issues and Maddie's just still has that, but it never gets mentioned. Like I'm going to yeah. be kind of like, well, that's just bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Cause why did you go through the trouble of having these people get these items or find out these yeah. things and then never address it? Yeah. I think, um, well, it just got renewed for season three. So we just got that news mm-hmm. like today. Yeah. So we'll for sure see a season three. Now, um, going back to a couple of the instances of, of, of season one, like the train thing that yeah. I that I talked about with my girlfriend. I think that that train sequence, uh, because it's it was made to be such a big deal, right? These kids are overdramatic, right? A lot of yeah. times. Mm-hmm. They're kids. They, they, they're, they're teenagers, kids, yeah. right? And I think that train get a uh, rue not getting on the train was was symboli- was symbolizing of that relationship, right? Okay. She didn't she, I think, knew that if by her getting on that train, she had to stay clean because Jules was not going to be with someone who was, we saw that in her special episode. Yeah. Right? And so by Rue choosing not to go, that's her choosing, I kind of don't want to be sober. Yeah. I don't want to be sober. I don't, I don't so, want to make this and decision. And that's like what makes me dislike Rue more because she totally yeah. blames her relapse on Jules leaving, but yeah. it was Ruth's choice to not go. Yeah, and then again, Jules was only gone for like three weeks because it shows that again it's forever. In it shows that right? Chris, you know? yeah, because it shows that Christmas Day is the day after she left. Okay, that's what I was reading the synopsis of the plot for the special. I got you. So 
the beginning of season two starts on New Year's yep. Eve, yeah. meaning it was only a couple days. Yeah, there really was only a couple days. Two weeks, right? Like 14 days? So I guess Maybe. like... So oh, I no, guess, less. No, less. less. Like a six, week. Like yeah. five, five to six days. So oh, yeah. I, I guess, like you said, the train does symbolize that I guess that she was going to have to be clean for a full week of, of without anything, without alcohol, without weed. And that was a commitment for her. And I think that commitment, to, we see the repercussions of season two. Mm-hmm. And in the special, she tells Ali, I have no intention of, of being here that long. Like, I, uh, being sober is not part of my plan. Yeah. And obviously what she's doing in season two is showcasing that. She Gaslighting she, the fuck yeah, out of everybody. There's a whole episode where she's like, Gaslight 101. This is how you get away with being a yeah. druggie and getting everything you want. I think there's a, in every episode, at the end of every episode, there's like interviews with like the actors and, and, and directors with mm-hmm. Sam. And he's saying he wanted Rude to have everything that she wants while being able to balance being a druggie and seeing yeah. how that dynamic a works. A functioning drug addict. A functioning drug addict, right? She gets jewels, right? Mm-hmm. And is is being able to be a full-time druggie with Elliot and now with the suitcase, the 10 grand suitcase, so, right? Yeah, which is insane. Which, that's That was my tweet where I said, yeah. I, I just, I'm praying on her downfall with a suitcase. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But then you get a powerful scene in season four, in episode four, this, the most recent episode, when she's like in the, when she's high. Yeah. And it's in that church scene, right? Mm-hmm. Where she kind of has this thing where she can kind of connect. Mm-hmm. Not to the afterworld, but she has this thing where... She's talking to her dad. She talks to her dad. She's pretty right? much like close to death because yeah. she's like so high. Where Labyrinth makes an appearance. Like a breaking yeah, dude, the fourth... Where the weekend made this man famous and now he's just... Yeah, beautiful voice. Like like that whole scene is beautiful yeah. and it's like haunting, right? Mm-hmm. And it show, shows you... It shows you how beautiful that the drugs make her feel and then it gives you that outside view oh man dude that's where, what she really looks like it's haunting dude it's that, like she's just slowly dancing by <laughs> herself in her room and i told y'all before we got on camera and everything that like you know i work for the fire department i see Those people who are strung out and that's that is a good representation of what some of them look like when we yeah. go up to them and yeah. So I give Sam Levinson that. Yeah, if he actually went through this shit and, like, yeah. he's taking from his own personal experience, who am I to say that it's not accurate? Exactly. There are some people on Twitter and stuff that are saying, hey, that isn't how drug addicts would act. Well, how would you know? Nah. If you're not a drug addict, you're not going to know if you yeah. want one. It's also, art is, like... When Steve-O comes out and tells me this shit's incorrect, then yeah. I'll, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Steve-O. I think with art, it's, like, subjective. So, like, for Sam, if this was real to him, mm-hmm. he's going to portray that on screen. Yeah. Right. I do think he has a very... Uh, Darren Aronofsky oh, way does. of yeah. filming and like making this shit go. Yeah. Especially like Rec Room for a Dream. Yeah. Like this is basically Rec Room for a Dream in high school. Yeah. I did have to skip the heroin injections in episode one. Mm-hmm. The way they were doing them, I could not I couldn't watch that. <laughs> I get very cringy with specific things and those they're little skinny girls, so their their hip bones and all the like their inner thighs are very like a bony and they're putting it like in the vein there yeah. i didn't want to see that shit yeah although my number one complaint of season two and you, when you brought him up it immediately like it, it reminded me because i complain about him area but that's that's the character of elliot oh elliot yeah what, whatever you think of dominic fike whether you like his <laughs> yeah. music like i don't care he's great yeah, like he's cool it's cool that he was able to go from i do like how Drake executive produces the show. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of Drake's money goes into this show. With, yeah. like, I think Will Smith is another one, too. Oh, wow. Okay. And Zendaya. Just like Selena Gomez with 13 Reasons Why. That's so cool yeah. that RSS do that. So it's cool that one was able to go from just being an indie artist, mm-hmm. independent artist, to 
being one of the main characters. Yeah. But his character is such a... I hate him. Uh, yeah, I hate him. I hate him as a character, but then yeah. I also hate, like, Sam Levison for putting <laughs> him in there because he's clearly, like... What is it? It's called, like, an ex machina. It's basically... I got you. A person that can basically... A deus ex machina, right? A deus yeah. ex... Yeah, a deus ex machina. Yeah, yeah, And I don't know... And I told my girlfriend about this. I was complaining about it. We just finished watching Dexter New Blood. How right? was that? It was good. Okay. It was all right. But if you've never seen the original Dexter, basically Dexter's a serial killer. He gets away with killing for eight seasons until he kind of gets caught. Doesn't really. Spoiler alerts for Dexter. It's like a 15-year-old show, so <laughs> that's on y'all. But when his sister dies, he just kind of fakes commit suicide. He was really going to kill himself, mm. but he ended up living. Then he, Dexter New Blood, you know, he's a whole new guy, different life. His, um, his police officer girlfriend uh-huh. somehow with the most minute evidence, is able to decipher, like, oh, I used to be the killer back in Miami. And oh, he's like the whole Miami Metro Department couldn't figure it out. But me, one person, I am. with the little bit of knowledge I have, I'm connecting all. Like, yeah. It's just a character. Dominic Fike's character, Elliot, is just there to basically control the way the whole entire show he's goes. He's a manipulator. I think he's a manipulator, and I think Sam wrote him specifically for that reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Because... In, um, it just it, seems like he's a complete cop out of a character because I got you. Even if you wanted Rue to get sober, even if you wanted Rue to get sober, like Sam Levinson put the character of Elliot to be there because legit, he's kind of the reason she can't stay sober because he's there and he's like, yeah, like I don't give a fuck. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my issue with the show too. Like, yeah. it, it's there to basically move the plot along, and, and I don't even think like. There's nothing about him that should make him have this sense, like, no sense of well-being for others. Yeah, he's fucked. Like, he clearly doesn't care about, like, if Rude <laughs> yeah. dies or overdoses. Yeah. They briefly, like, talk about him. Like, uh, he smokes weed and he makes guitar loops and sells them to, like, producers. No matter what happens in the show, yeah. as long as he's there to manipulate how certain people are going to act, which is basically Rue, your main catalyst of the show. Mm-hmm. And Jules, to an extent, a little bit too, right? Yeah. Well, because if... He's not letting both. Because if Elliot actually said to Rue, like, hey, you should get clean, Sam Levinson could write it to where, like, yeah, she gets clean. It's because of Elliot. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's basically there to manipulate the plot of the show the thing is like with 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 elliot's character i think if he was there to 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 make root clean mm-hmm. i think then then he would be more of like the the dos ex machina character i feel like because he's there as a as a way for rue to choose like yeah. she is now doubling down on her choice mm-hmm. yeah, I see that. to like it's like the option see but we see, don't know how he because the next person are out. See? That's true. We don't know how his character arc's gonna go. So he exactly. totally could at the end be like yeah. Then then I would say hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing with the show. Yeah. Okay, so they'll do things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or she has to make a choice. Yeah. But in this last episode we you saw, it pissed me off. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is why I, I kinda don't like the show, but I love the show at the same time. Yeah. They're just in the room smoking me like, what if we just go rob the liquor store? Yeah, no, dumb. And they're, yeah, they're all with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's go rob a liquor store. They get the liquor, and Rouge in the back drinking it. Joel's like, 
why the fuck are you doing yeah, that? Aren't yeah. you like clean? You're not clean anymore. But she's like, totally fine with her being around Elliot who smokes weed. Exactly. Or it's like, no, yeah, let's go. Wait, don't, don't you say, don't you interrupt? Like, no, let's not rob a liquor store. Yeah. Or like, let's not bring Rue. Yeah. Like, right? It was just so weird to me. Here, here, here's what, because in that moment, I'm like, why is he doing that? And why are they all agreeing, right? Because, because they look at Rue too for approval. Here's because it looks cool. It does look cool, it does right? Look cool. This so, is this is where vibe. stealing one hundred and one. Don't ever yeah. turn off the car. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is where I under I can see the criticism of, yeah. of the writing, right? The lack of writing, okay, Brian, because yeah. directing wise, the way that choice of let's go rob the let's have them rob rob a liquor store, right? Right. The way it's directed and the way they handle the characters is fine, right? Okay. But it's that decision of writing that. Why would you do that? Fez has a store. Right. Yeah. You don't have to go rob a liquor store. It's for the uh, let's just do something. Let's do some bad shit. Right. Let's look for Rue for approval. Yes. Here's a white claw Rue. Have her drink it. Why are you drinking that? Who handed it to her? She just. I think it's Jules. To be honest, I think it was Jules that handed it. But even just like, even if you're her friend and you know she has addiction problems, why are you doing that? Let's go rob a liquor. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Why? Well, it's um, it's one of those. That's why. That's why. Lack of awareness. Elliot is that character that. Deus Ex Machina character because in that moment he decides to care but like we know nothing about him to make we know nothing about him to the point where like we don't get why he's a piece of shit but we also don't get why when he decides to care why does he care actually I have a moment exactly where I knew oh this dude's a piece of shit and it was right before that right right before they start instigating like making out with each other mm-hmm. all that stuff is when Rue goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. right Elliot makes out with Jules yeah. on the bed she comes back. He goes to the bathroom. The, their agreement there is Rue and Elliot are doing cocaine. Are doing cocaine together, and right? He or snorting brushes something. Brushes it off. He brushes it off, right? And then the next decision that he says is, "Let's go rob, let's go get some liquor." Yeah. Right. And then when he's driving in the car, he's worrying about Rue. Stop that. Drops her off, knowing that she's high as high as a kite. Drops her off in the middle of nowhere, right? And I think he also like like tells her something because he knows Jules is going to hear it. Yeah. And they have sex at the end, right? Him and Jules? Um cuz she goes back to the room and she closes the door. Turns yeah. off her phone. Yeah. yeah. But then but then but she, then she takes a shower and puts on the same underwear, which yeah. is counterproductive. Look, but. <laughs> but here's the thing, when Elliot when Elliot tells Jules that he's actually doing this, he's trying to be the good guy. Where he's like this is what Rue's doing. Um I am relieving myself of this burden, right? And what is really fucked up is that whether they do have sex afterwards or not. He looks like the good guy. He he looks like the good guy, right? Where it's like, look, I came clean. I'm doing this. And now I get to fuck Jules, right? I get to have sex with Jules. Which in the entire first part of the season, you're trying to get to Rue, right? Mm-hmm. And he and, straight up tells... Uh, Jules, like, yeah, I have a crush on Rue. Yeah, this entire time. So his intentions everywhere is like, oh, he's a man- he's manipulating the yeah. situation, whether making it worse by giving Rue drugs or by trying to flirt with Jules this- the entire season. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's where I'm like, oh, this dude's a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's where I got that. Okay, that's where I got that. Now you mentioned the hot tub scene, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Explain to me why you feel like it's your favorite scene of the season. Uh, I think it's just like the build up 
of the entire uh, episode, right? Mm-hmm. Which is episode four. Episode four. That way we don't just yeah. seem like we're talking about random. Episode that's four, true, that's true. correct. Yeah. Uh, this is all episode four so far. Mm-hmm. Everything we talked about that's been from Elliot yeah. to Cassie and Cal right now has episode all been four. episode four. Cassie's just going kind of cuckoo, bro. Yeah, she like, she's going nuts. Dude, she's crazier than Maddie. She's, she's crazy. Yeah. 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 I'm cr- her enlarged eyes. I'm crazier <laughs> than her. And then I think from the moment she's walking down or she's walking up the stairs to go change to walking down in her bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And then she just looks at Nate. and But she's so fucked up. Jeez. She's so drunk. That's what makes it such a great scene. It's just how well acted it is. It's building tension with right? every decision that she when, makes. When you're that drunk, you literally cannot move. And she's there slumped. Even if it looks bad, she looks stupid. Yeah. She's just there slumped in the hot tub. <laughs> The way she gets in, like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, like yeah. on Nate and everything. And then she literally can't move. She's just there, stuck. The way Nate looks uncomfortable just made yeah. me Yeah, he, He's, like, stuck in the middle, and then he's arguing with Maddie. And then it's, like, a buildup. It's rising. They're all both yelling, and then she just vomits She's everywhere. not even part of the conversation. No, <laughs> she's no, not. Vomit. But yeah. she is, though. She is, though. She, and she's, like, the main focus. If you look at the way they film this scene and the way, they di- and the way Sam directs Alexa... She's always Maddie's staring her. at... She gives glances. So, Maddie... I mean, Cassie is never in the scene, but she's always involved in the scene because of the way Maddie stares daggers at her every yeah. time she escalates of, you want to be my boyfriend? You want to get married? You want me to move? You want me to have your baby? Yeah. Right? She's always giving glances at Cassie, right? So, she's always in the scene, and the way they build that to the eventual throw-up yeah. is why I'm like, there's no way people are calling this... a badly directed show like did that's one yeah, of the most by, yeah. well-directed things by ever. no by no standard at all is this show poorly directed yeah not it's even not. a little bit written though has some uh, issues has some issues, issues, issues yeah. right hit or miss and um i totally totally well before i say that do we think cassie's a good person in this season no I'm a little on the fence. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess it depends I, who you ask, I right? get why she's doing what she's doing uh-huh. from a standpoint of, like, this is a girl that she craved, like, love in the first season. Right. No validation. But she couldn't separate it from sex. She thought the only validation was through her body and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, they have the conversation with Nate. Yeah. Right? She's like, well, you're not a good person. You're literally fucking your best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, is she a good person? But, like, her feelings just literally overcome her if you can't do anything else mm-hmm. and it kind of falls on nate and maddie i mean i know they're not supposed to know maddie's not supposed to know what's going on with cassie and nate mm-hmm. clearly but they were not together mm-hmm. they were broken up right so is she still a piece of shit for like hooking up with her best friend's ex-boyfriend yeah anyone that does that is but the fact that anytime people try to validate cassie Mm-hmm. You know when yeah. they're at the when they're at the pool side. I think it's like episode two where she's at the kid's house that she babysits. Maddie's yep. Maddie babysits a kid at this rich people's house. She's sunbathing with Cassie. Cassie. It's here that same. It's here episode four, three. It's one of those. Yeah, and you know Cassie's telling Maddie everything she deserves, and Maddie accepts that with like, yeah, you're right. I like, yeah, yeah, and then she just tells Cassie like, you're weird when you're single. Yeah. So yeah. Cassie's looking for validation because everyone around her doesn't give it to her. Right. And at no point should you live your life trying to be validated by every person mm-hmm. you meet. Yeah. But the fact that she is literally like 
telling Maddie like that she deserves this, that, and the world, and Maddie can't even say you too. Yeah. All she can say is, "You're kind of weird when you're single." The you thing know, is, the you're thing just is, like a sad puppy. The thing, the difference between them two is that Maddie has self love. Yeah. Right? Cassie has none of that. Cassie is seeking for male validation or whatever, whatever that entails, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's dressing up as different people, um, trying to get Nate's attention. She dresses up as Maddie and guess Nate gives her a glance. Like that's yeah. the only time he gives her a glance, yeah. right? And so she is desperately seeking this approval. She's like mentally she just got an abortion season one, right? I don't know. They I don't know if people remember that. She got an abortion. Yeah. Again, another She's, real quick sweep right? up the rug. Um and that one dude in season one that like, grills her and like where it's like, No one gives a fuck about you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't, I don't know if you remember him. Like, she tries to not lead him on, but she's kind of, like, flirting with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and remember. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of of season one that transfers over well for season two for Cassie. Mm. If and you I, can remember it. If you can remember it. And I feel like because of moments where she re, she feels guilty and she realizes she has to tell Maddie, I don't think she's a 1,000% a bad person. The same thing with Rue. I think they're doing fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Right. right but they're Be- teenagers they're teenagers right because in that scene when when rue's hugging her dad and she's like i failed you i'm a bad person and dad's like no you're not that's her self-conscious right, right. Yeah. you're not a bad person right the drugs are making you do bad shit same way male validation or whatever is the doing lack that, of self-love and self-esteem is doing to cassie right and so that's what i'm gonna say i don't necessarily think they're bad people but i think Having them deal with the repercussions, I think, is good. Cassie's for easier to understand why she's like making the bad decisions. For mm-hmm. Rue, it's a little more complicated. She's just, doing so. What just she just said to Ali was fucked. Yeah, fucked up. So, I think um, in terms of season two, I think what they're doing with those specific characters, I feel like, is very good, mm-hmm. very rich. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know if you guys want to talk about Sam Levinson and what why people have problems with him. Um, cause he's always, he's always trending. Before we get to that, best scene of that. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that too, when Cal goes off on his oh, whole yeah. family. Okay. Amazing scene. But also yeah. when they're, when him and Cassie in unison are singing that song that he's playing at the oh, bar. Oh yeah, yeah. I and like then, that. At the end of the episode, you get that great, uh, A24, oh, yeah. photo shot. Yeah. Where Cassie's in front of the flowers crying. Yeah. That's an A24 it movie is. in the making yeah, right there. Absolutely. Uh, I think um, give her the Emmy. Yeah, <laughs> it's all I saw on Twitter. It's so funny because that cow scene is literally right after we see Rue dancing slowly in her bedroom. Like the next scene is him laughing, coming into the house, peeing all over the floor. Let's talk about that scene for a little bit because like there's another another avenue we can take. Yeah, ending of season of episode four, of season two. Yes, cow's little meltdown. Cow's little meltdown. What do we think of that? What what uh what did we think when we first watched it? I, I loved it because, and I, it's it's crazy. So, for context of why it happens in the beginning of episode three, mm-hmm. you see Cal's childhood or his teenage life, mm-hmm. where clearly he grows up in a, a white family, picket fence and everything. Mm-hmm. He's a jock, football. No. I think swimming. They show him swimming. Yeah, he's, he swims. He's wrestling, wrestling, yeah. wrestling and swimming and stuff no. like that. It looks like he kind of does everything. You know, he's just hanging out with his best bud, just looking at a rock magazine i think on the, yeah. the bed and his dad comes in just looks pissed <laughs> looks pissed off yeah. you know then at dinner he kind of like i think he meets a girl after his wrestling and he says like oh, i met a girl dad 
or like I met a girl to the family and mm. things get better. So you kind of see how he has this relationship with the girl that ends up being his wife, mm. but he has this sexual tension with his male best friend that eventually culminates into them kissing at a gay bar. Yeah. And then the next day finds out his girlfriend's pregnant with mm. Aaron, whoever the fuck that is. Yeah. This man child that came yeah. out of the room. So then Cal's there. <laughs> He does look like a grown man. Dad, what are you doing? Dad, Dad, stop. He tells him, dick out. out. Yeah. He's like, like, I see what you look up. Yeah. Oh, dude. Eight people coming on one person's face. What's wrong with you? Yeah. That that, that scene was was really funny. I think I was watching it with um, with my girlfriend and we were like in shock of what he was saying, but it was so absurd that we were just laughing the entire time yeah. like it was it's so funny he has such good comedic timing mm-hmm. yeah too it's such a great. serious moment yeah like because me and my girl well first off me and my girl are just like ah almost made it out a penis but there it is yeah there it is he's pissing the wife says put your dick away he says i am who i am i am who i am <laughs> dude he just with a stone cold I face am I, I am who i am but then both sons come out nate and aaron mm. this, and apparently and we'll get to it about the picture frame but you know he tells them like you know, I fucked women, guys. I, he transsexuals, says, transsexuals, everyone. And Nate's quiet the whole time. Nate never says a thing. Mm-hmm. Aaron's telling him how gross it is. And he says, he he tells him straight up, yeah. like, if I was here saying that I was fucking women, you'd just be saying, Dad, don't, oh, not in front of mom, Dad. But, like, <laughs> but because it's guys, y'all think I'm a weirdo. He's like, he's like, you're a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite. Yeah, he just calls them all out on their shit. Yeah. But then what he says to Nate, and I feel like he means it. It's weird. I feel like yeah. he does mean it in a loving way to Nate because I think, and he kind of admits it too. He says that his secrets fucked up Nate. And that's why Nate's his biggest regret. Mm-hmm. I don't think he means Nate's his regrets and having him. No. I think he means that I regret keeping this from you because it made you the way you are now. Because yeah. we still don't know if Nate's gay, bisexual, will, or just bi-curious. Well, the thing is like with, with Nate, He's um, because people were saying that too, and he's never re- like he's shown interest in women only, like in terms of like his relationship, mm-hmm. Jules, Maddie, and Cassie. Like it's, I think, but I think he does have like an underlying theme of yeah, because there was the whole he had all the p- dicks pics in his phone exactly, and also Jules being a transitioning mm-hmm. from male to female. Yeah, it's, it's he's still, definitely curious. Yeah, he's, he's still, definitely curious, right? And so, and it kind of seemed like with Jules in the first season, it's a weird, it's a weird, I don't know if it's what Sam Levinson meant to do. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to say. It seemed like this person who's kind of has both okay. of what I am attracted to, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I don't know Hunter Schaefer. I don't know uh-huh. at what point of her transition she is in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clearly she has breasts because mm-hmm. you see them in Euphoria, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, very much on the feminine side mm-hmm. of everything. She's not androgynous, mm-hmm. nothing like that. She looks mm-hmm. very much female. Mm-hmm. If you saw her, that's a woman. Mm-hmm. I would clarify her as a woman too mm-hmm. for everything. But, you know, and even in the course of the show, we don't know at what point of her transition. I think she says when she started transitioning in the episode, that's like for her, whenever There's it starts off with episode. her. Yeah, yeah. That, that too. About that. But I think she even tells Rue, like, like, like her dad paid for it. Like or let her get on it during one summer mm-hmm. when it came to like the hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. So you know she's at a very early stage, especially because she's a teenager. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she is playing a teenager. So I have to imagine she's at the very early stages of transitioning. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, you know, Nate kind of saw someone that had both things that he 
light. So it's a female. He sees mm-hmm. a woman when he sees her, mm-hmm. but then she also may or may not have yeah. the endowments of a male. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, I think with Nate though, I think it's um, like the dad, he like with Cal, he's very curious and he doesn't know how to express his curiousness, mm-hmm. right? And so he comes out very super masculine, like whenever he's with Maddie, and whenever he's trying to be like intimidating, he's very like the typical. Jock. The jock. Uh, I yeah. am bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Especially because at, he think he was like 12. And he saw all the videos where yeah. his dad's having sex with men. Yeah. And whether they're all like, if they're all like Jules, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, I don't think they show most yeah, of them. I don't think so. Uh, Jules might be the only one that's a transsexual. Or Could be. But I mean, he's mentioned. He's mentioned. But so he's, he he's said likely. transsexual on his thing. He, yeah. He, he'll fuck them too. So It's that curious nature of not knowing how to express it, not knowing yeah. how to talk so to. So from the age of 12 to now, Nate has been shown that he can. Maybe to him, the way he viewed it and how he views it now is that he can like all kinds. Yeah. But he has to have this it's manly demeanor yeah. that has to be hidden. Because yeah. if not, it'll get you in trouble. Which is why I think he d- he starts to scene with Cassie because he feels like he can have like the fairy tale, mm-hmm. which is like, look, if I can just be with Cassie, I'm very, I can be very emotional, whatever, and I can have this um, normal mm-hmm. life. Okay, right? Because I think in season one, whenever Jules and, and Nate are having this thing, right, which is not brought up again, another thing. Yeah, about where him, he right? like meets up with her not me but it's like a vision of like what she is she knows how jay uh nate is and so yeah. like he's you know he has makeup he has glitter everywhere he's like in that mm-hmm. um in that world and it like scares him because then when they meet up he like berates her and yeah like threatens her exactly there's a lot of underlying themes with nate's character that i think stem from ken mm-hmm. and now. i and i think the reason why because i know like the most talked about scene and i think it's misinterpreted a lot too is when the dad and him like fight at the end of the season one. Season one, right? right? It's like one of the last parts of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people said like there. There were like some where I mean, what does he say? Does he tell him? Does he say to fuck him? Does he yell at his dad? To like mm-hmm. no, right? He doesn't say anything sexually suggested to him, right? No, no. As far as like raping him or anything like no, that. No, he just like like fuck you, like we're doing. He's just getting and mad. The dad's right? kind of like scared of yeah. Like, oh. When he starts, like, shaking and hitting his head. I think because everything seems so controlled by his dad, Mm -hmm. and for a second... Again, Jules was a different thing. Jules was a different person. Uh, He felt like he could probably be himself with her. That's why that fantasy happens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it does scare the shit out of him when it does happen because he does feel a connection to her. But then to find out that his dad has also, like, taken that from him because he has slept with Jules... And also, too, the fact that she's underage. So his dad, yeah. at that point, becomes a kind of statutory rape. Yeah, yeah, a predator. You know? Yeah. But So that does, like, I can see how that, I feel like that's where that implosion of Nate comes from. I don't think it comes from him just mad at his dad because his dad's putting pressure on him. No. I think it totally stems from the, mm. like, the sexual suppression that nate has to have because if not he feels like he will be judged because it's how his dad kind of made him to be yeah and i think that's why that scene with cal works so well because he owns up to his shit he, I mean, the thing is he owns up to his shit he's still a fucked up person i think people tended to think that oh sam is trying to make us forgive cal i think it's just showing uh, i mean it's just showing a background and us having empathy towards the character even though we he's also driving drunk doing yeah <laughs> yeah doing going fuck, 
on, on the freeway. Yeah. yeah. That gave me anxiety. Oh, I thought he was going to get yeah. a wreck. Yeah. And so I feel like those types of scenes, whether narratively mm. aligns, I think is, I think they're very good yeah. in terms of analyzing a character, analyzing uh, that scene. Um, there is that third kid that we never get to see. Yeah, in, um, the in, portrait. That, in that portrait. Yeah. People are doing some weird theories of like, oh, that's ashtray or what that's this. I'm like, look, we haven't been addressed yet. And I don't know who that is. They haven't really mentioned it. Isn't it like a kind of like a five year old? Yeah, he's young. Like a baby, right? Yeah, he's younger than they me. They show that ashtray was like adopted at like two, right? Yeah. Like so that. it's like, no. <laughs> but maybe it's a mistake, which is another writing hole. You still haven't seen the entirety of season yeah. two. Who knows? Aaron right. popped out of nowhere. That kid might have been asleep. Yeah, this maybe. Whole promotion. <laughs> maybe it's Tom Holland. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Since Zendaya's yeah. wanting to get on. I don't know. But the thing is, I feel like with this show and, and the, the criticisms, I think they're very valid, but I think we have to be patient. Yeah. I think we're used to, people are used to seeing 13 Reasons Why in a full weekend and can be like, all right, let's yeah. break this down because people are just used to bad TV. and Yeah. And this is not it. People are comparing it to Riverdale. I'm like, come on now. Like, it's not. It's I mean, not Riverdale. You want to put a murderer in there somewhere. Yeah. I like Riverdale. I hate the unnecessary Riverdale. Yeah. It's based off an Archie comic book. Of yeah. course, it's stupid. Of course. And, and the thing is, like, when people say it's Riverdale, they they mean it in, like, the most insulting way in terms of, like, this isn't serious, it doesn't take... It's, it's making it seem like Euphoria is on a level of self-awareness in terms of it knows that it's bad. Euphoria doesn't think that it's bad. No, it like, thinks it's fucking you, God's gift to the yeah, and <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is with that, it kind of stems to Sam Levinson a little bit, right? I don't think you can have a title of a show called Euphoria and not have very euphoric imagery. Uh, yeah, right? euphoric I mean, imagery. And um, the thing with Sam Levinson, I don't feel like he's a I writing could, genius. I could see how some people could think like that whole church scene is like just him being up his own asshole. I, I, I could see how someone could say that. Yeah. Because they like, because someone could just be like, oh, you're glamorizing mm-hmm. like drug use and drug abuse. But oh, see, I don't think that's even glamorizing. I think yeah, that's no, scary. I don't think it is either. But yeah. I could see how some people Maybe. will make that argument and try to like say like he's just like up his own ass or thinks he's like this hierarchy of yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. He's, a good, he's good. He's making a great show. How do you feel about his writing? Um, like I said, it's just the way the story moves. In the first season, this was my main problem. It, mm-hmm. it was just, I did not care about <laughs> what was happening. It, so you had this, like, tension between Jules and Nate. Mm-hmm. And it just became like, hey, I know, uh, well, I fucked your dad, basically. Right? <laughs> yeah. You have that, yeah. I fucked your dad. Yeah. And then you also have that, that story where it's like, oh, but you sent nudes to me. And we're both minors. Yeah. And I'm going to send you to jail if you know, you tell somebody or whatever, right? It's like, okay, that's that's what you're going with? Mm-hmm. It, it was that, and then how that... Who did he send nudes to? Jules. Jules. Yeah, Jules. they both sent... Cal sent nudes to... No, Nate sent nudes... Snoo- okay, okay, To Jules. Yeah. And it was that how that moved to the final episode, where it was this, like, almost big reveal at the carnival, and where kind of, like, nothing Yo. really... Nothing, yeah. Nothing really happened. Yo. Oh, Maddie's scene in that... Oh, Maddie's... That Matt scene's great. great. Yeah, I've seen people use that as the example of bad writing. I'm like, wait, wait, think of, no, think of I haven't scene. seen the show in, in, or the first season in where a while. she calls the mom the c word. Oh, when she's like, she I'm knocks not over to the be. chili. Like, oh, the chili. Yeah, scene. She's like, you're not supposed to be. She's like, shut up, cunt. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, she she loves that word. But but <laughs> it was mainly that in the first season where I was just like, okay, it's not perfect. It's not great. Yeah, season um, people put season one on a pedestal, and I feel like it's like to me when I think of good writing, I think special episodes are yeah. the best written ones. Yeah. Season one's good, but it's not on a pedestal like They're you were saying. They're good at explaining things. Really good I, I at like diving deep into things. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's like the only other show I have to like. But this with is Skins. I got you. And I've seen that like three times. I've seen Same. It. I've seen it like four times. Yeah. I got you. And that's, I think Skins is a awesome, Skins is like every two seasons they change the main actors. Oh, I mean, cool. Like Daniel Kaluga, Kaluga's yeah, in it. Yeah, I saw that. the first two seasons. Is mm-hmm. Dev Patel? Dev Patel and then the one that was in Mad Max Fury. I can't think of his name right now. Um, uh, it was Beast and X-Men. Yeah. And Jack the Giant Slayer. Either wow, way. Yeah. Like that show I think did a good job like with the writing and everything, and then also filtering out its cast. I think, I mean, I know this is like Zendaya's, um, she's like an executive. This is like her, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say this was her driving force into the mainstream, but this is her vehicle. Yeah. This show is a hundred percent her vehicle. So I don't think the show's ever going to like do a cast swap. Nah, I do think it would benefit from a cast swap because these people can't have these issues forever. Right. Yeah. Or maybe they follow them to high to college where you can introduce more people. Yeah. And people or people don't go to the same college as Rue or something like that. You or? either have to. You have to do like heel turns. Like you can't have Rue be a drug addict for six. I don't think this is gonna go six seasons. No, this, this is, is probably a four season. Maybe show. three. Okay. Maybe even three. We'll see. If you're not gonna like do a <laughs> could do Sopranos like. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like Skins is seven seasons. But unless without those character swaps, you could not do that show for. I'm seven not gonna seasons. lie. I only watched the first season of Skins. That's it, like three times, and then I didn't really feel like watching the rest. Oh no, um, dude! I watched all seven. I good? think it's seven or six. Yeah, dude. Even after they, okay. and someone has to die. Well, people are saying that really Rue, hurt. <laughs> you were saying that Rue is gonna die because of her little visit with her dad when she's really high. Well, that because she's going through all that yeah. shit and, and not thi- yeah. paying it. And the thing is, um, oh, that'll be another thing. If that somehow gets like swept under the rug or something, not even swept under the rug, but Ignored. like somehow fixed. Oh yeah, in like an episode, like a brief. No, uh, then I, that will be kind of unforgivable. Whether 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 this the series is in a dangerous spot, I think, in terms of where this finishes and where it go- leads yeah. to, because these kids are getting older right are they all going to be in the same place for a long time who knows some people might be graduating right i think some of them are seniors some are of them they are juniors. Made, right because it was like his last year of yeah. football and yeah so i mean do who? i i don't want to see nate still struggling with the same shit yeah in college or anything yeah and then also like he's putting a lot of Again, by having Rue with that $10,000 in drugs, I think she got like two or something. But that whole briefcase full of drugs, yep. like, that's a... That's a big plot That sounds line. like a season-long yeah. plot line. And so, we'll see how it goes. And I feel like when people bring up Sam Levinson and his bad writing, I don't feel like he's a he's a great writer. I think he's a good writer, right? Mm-hmm. And I think his filmmaking saves him, right? Like, have you seen Malcolm and Marie? No. Yeah. That is where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... This is him di- diving deep into he thinks he's a good writer. Okay. Because that movie, whether the direction maybe barely saves the movie of like being watchable. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you're like... He thought his writing was so good yeah, that he could no. keep 
two characters in one room for like two oh, hours. Okay. For, yeah. In a, in a whole in a whole house, right? It's a whole house. They're like separated. It's just Zendaya and John David Washington. His writing is not good, and that's like me coming from like a like a oh I think he's a good director. Right, right. He's not good. Yeah. So like I understand where people might be like hesitant on like him direct writing an entire season. I can't give anyone a word of advice on how to make certain films, but no one person close. or two people in one isolated area <laughs> that should just be like a ninety minute lock. Like yeah, lock is lock like, is a perfect example. Is a hour. How to do it. I think it's like an hour and forty minutes. It's maybe? an hour and twenty. It's, an hour uh, it's 20. short, yeah, right? It's really yeah, short. Because it's just Tom Hardy talking to Tom Hardy. Yeah. On the phone or <laughs> talking up to his family, yeah. right? Yeah, and it works because it's the writing's great though. It's yeah, it's perfect writing and it's short. But yeah, no, he he does. Um, sometimes I feel like he does. Sometimes feel like he's the best writer in the world, right? And I feel like his writing doesn't match his filmmaking a lot of the times. So I understand. Yeah, I'll agree with you right there because okay, in episode of four, yeah, um, the music at the end is like about to drop, mm-hmm. and you get this big explosive finish with uh some of these like amazing shots and push-ins on like the characters, right? And it's like scenes like that, where it's like it's supposed to impact you, and it, I'm gotcha. just looking at the TV, just like what a straight, what a straight face. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's cool. Cassis yeah. was the only one that made yeah, me yeah. go like, okay, that's... yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but it's like the music too. It's like the music choice. It's uh, some of the shots. I'm just like, yeah, you... Cat and her boyfriend who we haven't seen since yeah. the first episode. Like, that's, I don't care that's about really that. weird. And and there's some behind the scenes talk of like they, she didn't like. She the way like her director, her, her character was portrayed. Character was portrayed, or the way the direction was going. Right, and right, right. Sam was like, "There's rumors that Sam wrote a lot of her stuff off of this season." It feels that way a little bit. I mean, we haven't seen her much. We'll see what the next four episodes there's have. Still four more, yeah, four, yeah, four that's four more the episodes. thing, people. Like, we have to be patient. There's four more episodes left. We can have this discussion and literally drill into the season once it's all released. Yeah. Right. Because then I'll ha- I'm gonna be a very different person if things don't get mentioned if things don't get the time or the f not effort but don't get the the notice that it gets Mm -hmm. because once the season's over with i'm like all right look i do love the filmmaking but what the fuck is this because you're dealing with such heavy like subject matter yeah right yeah Yeah. it does feel like this season's a lot more um explosive it is right it is yeah that's where my my comparison to like aronofsky kind of comes it's like it's very like in your face with right. how things are trying to move. The thing is, is he doesn't have the the constraints of a two hour, two and a half hour mm-hmm. film. He's like trying. He feels like he can write more. Yeah, maybe. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. That's what I feel. That. A lot of ideas. He's like, oh, well, I want to do this now. Yeah. Right. While while he can, maybe not write it. Well, he can port like visually, like yeah. visualize what I he wrote you, very I well. I bet you his storyboards look amazing. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. Probably. Like but. I think. <laughs> And that's the problem with him. I feel like... Let's talk about him. He can visualize a lot of things in a very unique and um, controlled way. Right. Right? Now, when he does that with his own stuff, he's very uh, self-indulgent. I do feel like he thinks every shot is so important that every bit of it has to be in there. I feel like he thinks every word that he writes has to be seen on screen, which is... Don't do that, right? Who's his dad? I don't know. Isn't his dad an Oscar winner or something? Oh, so he's a uh, nepotism baby. Yeah, like Mod. So. Mod. I saw it on Twitter. Twitter lies all the time. Could be. Yeah, fake, could be. Right. Um, 
And I think who does this a lot is Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, okay. he writes really well. And he works very good with David Fincher. Mm-hmm. David Fincher knows how to cut shit out. Yep. And a lot of Aaron Sorkin stuff or Judd Apatow stuff, mm-hmm. speaking of. Yeah, he does a director. Wow, look at that. That's known for Good Morning Vietnam. Bugs oh, wow. Okay. Rain Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Rain Rain the, all right. Won the Academy Award Rain for Man. Rain Man. Okay, so Rain he has it in his blood to think that he's the shit. Okay? It's embedded in him. Yeah. And... Whether you know, I think what Tarantino does, he, I think Tarantino's a probably a better storyteller. He's a very good writer, Tarantino. Right. Sam, Sam thinks he's Tarantino, right? In terms of like, I feel like my script is the script and I'm going to shoot whatever's on my script. And I feel like Sam needs maybe a new writer, maybe because he can visualize it. Same way Christopher Nolan sometimes is like, I am not really a fan of your scripts. Mm-hmm. Visually though, you know how to portray your scripts good yeah I think but when his brother comes in yeah. and co-writes or david goyer comes in with the batman movies and co-writes with him then we're looking at a different story i do think david levison thinks he's like good at it all yeah when there really isn't a director that is mm-hmm. like quentin tarantino like you just said best writer definitely yeah. whenever he films some shit can look choppy some yeah. stuff can look weird yeah christopher nolan his cuts are weird as hell yeah. sometimes yeah and the thing is like Sometimes, like, now that we know he's a nepotism baby, like, he might think, mm-hmm. no, like, I I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm writing. Yeah, my dad won an Academy my Award. Dad, my dad's an Academy Award winner, all right? <laughs> Tom Hanks. All right? And Not so, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. And Tom, Tom Cruise, and, yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise. And um, I know what I'm doing. And, yeah, I, I completely understand. If things don't get noticed, I'm like, dude, you need a writer's room. What are like, the main complaints of Sam? First of all, that his writing is off. Right. Second of all is that we already mentioned that. Second of all is the way he portrays high schoolers, right? In terms yeah. of making them naked in a lot of these scenes, right? Cassie is a big one. Um I know some dudes always complain, there's a lot of dicks in this show, right? Whether you I don't really they're fake. They're fake. They're fake. Right, they're not real. But how do you feel what do you feel Jacob about said. that? That's what Nate said. That's Nate what Nate said. A prop table full of penises. How do you feel about, in terms of him portraying teenagers in a very sexual way? I do think he's very off the mark a little bit. Mm-hmm. More so in the sense of like, as far as the people I went to high school with, no one was doing hard, yeah. hard drugs like this. Okay. Yeah. Like people were excited when they got weed <laughs> at my high school. Dude, I got weed. No one was getting... Like yeah. they have cocaine and like Xanax and yeah. Rue has a full suitcase full of poppers. Easily, like no, stuff. but like easily yeah. got to like, like easily, easily yeah. yeah. Like there's, <laughs> but even like the hypersexualized like nature of it all, like it, it was just never like that. It's it's funny too because I'll see tweets of like um y'all obviously I my high school was definitely like this right mm-hmm. and look there are some people who are like that right. Yeah, like, like you'll have a couple girls and guys that Ooh. acted the way some of these people acted. Too many of y'all <laughs> want to relate to these characters a little too badly. It's not the point of this yeah. show yeah. at all. Don't, like, the don't try to relate. The people who are there like, oh, Maddie's just like me. I really pray oh to God that gosh. they're kidding. Ho- I really hope they're kidding. And a lot of it was that hot Dude. tub scene. They were like, no, why did he say it so fast? Yeah. I'm Maddie, like, the thing about, I love about Maddie is like she is someone that I know in real life. No, yeah. Maddie right? is the most realistic exactly. person. Where people are like... 
She's too over the top. I'm no, like, no, no, not. dude. She's, like, no, she's, I know there's teenagers. She's yeah. like the most accurate portrayal exactly. as far as her attitude and how she yep. is. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean you should want to see yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you see her. Yep. Exactly. In terms of how she treats her friends. She like, is the worst type of high schooler. <laughs> the way she treats her friends like Kat and stuff like that was just very endearing. Like, okay, like I can yeah. see that, right? And the way like, yeah. there's like a scene where she's showing how like, People were racist to her, and she was like beating them up or whatever. Like, don't ever fucking do that shit again. That kind of stuff is like the way she acts is very, I think, honest. Yeah, right. I think, I think the way he portrays like toxic masculinity in high school, peer pressure in high school, mm-hmm. and all that stuff is fine. I just think the way he has the kids. Or these hey, let's get naked real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do we do that? I don't think yeah. people will like. There had to be. An interview with Sydney Sweeney is like, okay, is he making you get naked every scene? He's like, no, I get to choose, choose which one. Right? And well, right. I thought she gets to choose. It's that he writes it okay, he where writes she it. is supposed to be naked. And she doesn't think it fits. And she will say, hey, Sam, I don't think this maybe is... this doesn't work in this one scene. He will say, if you feel that way, then I'll take it out. And the thing is, like with Sam, like there are some people who will like think, oh, he's a predator, he's a sexual assaulter. He, he, he only uh, directs stuff that visually demeans women yeah right or since he views high school this way this must be how he views children yeah Yeah, i'm like all right i'm like Like that that point get made yeah that point gets made but i'm like no here's the thing with with people who are asshole directors it's their way or the highway Mm -hmm. right there is no open line of communication right Right. is it weird that he writes these scenes and cassie has to say hey maybe she's not naked here yeah and for him to be like, you're right, let's just not do it. Mm-hmm. It's great that he doesn't like push back on Yeah, him. it's not. It is, but. But we shouldn't praise him. You yeah, know what I mean? We no, shouldn't no, praise no. him, right? For being like. <laughs> no. Yeah, we shouldn't praise him for being like, oh, do look. I said, you're right. You're right. <laughs> He's right. There's like a in between where it's right. like, look, you have to. You have he wrote to, it in there. He wrote it in there, right? Now, he's not very like pushy on his actors, which is great. But we're not going to be like. Look, oh yes. my god, you're not a super piece yeah, of shit. Like, yeah, you're, yeah wow. exa- exactly. And that's and, where... And it does suck, because like with m- most women like in the film industry, like I'm trying to think of like good examples. Like Angelina Jolie, I think, is a good one. Mm-hmm. Where like, you go back to movies, like, I can't even... I haven't seen a lot of Angelina Jolie movies, but I know... Mm-hmm. I think it's Gia or Gia, where she has a same, same sex scene. It's her and another girl. Gia, Gia. And it's like from... The, it's like a a 1990 movie okay but basically like you know i'm sure she had no say in like the same sex scene or her nudity in it Mm -hmm. but you know once she does what's that movie called changeling and those movies where she's like nominated best actress and all that stuff then she has more say in her contract where i'll put money that her natalie portman uh scarlett johansson scarlett johansson have like a no nudity clause in their and or only if they feel like it's necessary, yeah. right? Like in Under the Skin, like Scarlett Johansson is like naked, like full, like yeah, fully, right? But the, but it sort well, of like for like an action movie, you're you not know? gonna. Yeah, I think Jennifer Lawrence is a good example because mm-hmm. I think she even said too, like early in her career, I think she did a shoot for, I think she just did it for like a normal movie. It wasn't even like a movie where she was gonna have to be naked, wow. but they made her do like a topless photo shoot, and wow. then when she didn't get the part. The casting agent gave her the photo and said, "Like, mm-hmm. use that as motivation for like your next role." Oh, like, Jesus dude. God, dude! And I've never Jesus been a fan Christ. of like Jennifer Lawrence as an actress. I think she's good in like uh, 
American Hustle and stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact that like even after being such a big hit, being part of the young team, mm-hmm. the young adult, like what's it called, Hunger Games, like yeah. you know, this is clearly someone that I'm not gonna say those are like kid movies, but young adult, you know, Kristen Stewart after Twilight, I don't think ever had to be asked or told. Yeah. That she had to do a nude scene. Right. And yeah. And the thing is, with nude scenes, they're very common. Like, people mm-hmm. think, oh, he just wants to shoot her nudes, right? There are certain reasons why you would shoot someone nude, right? Man or woman, right? There are certain reasons why. Yeah. Whether it's trying to portray the sexual nature of Nate, right? Of how mm-hmm. he thinks of women, right? Which is like, okay. That's how he visualizes yeah, women. Yeah, you have him, like, I think it's like the first episode of season two where he's fantasizing, having sex with Cassie. Yeah. Like, her nudity in that scene is makes like, sense. Makes it, like, you, you can you can think, okay, narratively, that's why they're there. Yeah. What about in an episode where it's, like, Cal's younger self? Do you need that? And in no, my opinion... you don't need that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this show is, like... Where those kids look like actual kids. This yeah, show looks... You know, it's, like, Boogie Nights meets, like, Training Day. Oh, dude, no, 100%. 100%. That's how I feel about the show. Not not super, like, oh, it's porn. No, not no. anything like that. Just, like, some some scenes where it's, like, okay, you actually might be performing that act right there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, because yeah. if I see Alex, Alexi Demi nude, like... Yeah. I know that's a 28 to 32 year old woman, right. <laughs> whatever she decides. <laughs> I got you, yeah. But you can tell too. Like, Nate doesn't look his age. Like, he doesn't look like he's a 17 year old. No, no, no one, no one. The only people who look their age is Rue, Jules, yeah. and Elliot. <laughs> yeah, those are the only people that I would. I don't know about Elliot. I mean, Elliot's Elliot more a like older. a 19. Because well, he's face tatted up. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 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 But Rue and Jules look young. Yeah. Yep. Same thing with. Uh, I'll uh, take Cat too. Cat. Cat looks young. Yeah. Vape girl looks. Yeah. looks young. Vape girl. <laughs> Vape girl. We haven't mentioned Lexi. Lexi looks young. Yeah, she looks like but, someone I, I knew in like an AP English class. Yeah, yeah Lexi's yeah. definitely not doing nudity because that's Jew Apatow's daughter. So yeah, she's well, not getting naked. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, Judd's gonna be like, don't even think about it, Sam. Sam's like, I respect you because we're <laughs> nepotism, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. But, but yeah, like, but those girls in the flashback scene do not look like they're twenty-one year olds. They don't. They look like they're teenagers. And yeah. I feel like that's the most and like sure graphic scene in the entire show when, so far. Yeah. yeah right? Besides Hunter Schaefer's sex scene with Cal. Yeah, yeah. that one too. Yeah, and, but but I think scene. but I think that one was filmed in a way where it's like focusing on her face. Yeah. a lot of the yeah. times, and I think some episodes. Episode one wasn't directed by Sam. Like, there's a couple, it's like three of them that aren't directed by yeah. Sam in the first one. And so that's where I'm like, you shouldn't applaud him for doing the bare minimum. Yeah. You should be like, all right, he listened to Kate, uh, to Sydney yeah. about the nudity. Okay. Maybe move one on. day, maybe one day you'll just ask how many nude scenes are they comfortable with doing? D- maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's zero, zero. Yeah. They say zero, then don't make it zero. In there. Right. And look, and the thing is, we haven't. That there's certain characters where like like Rue, Zendaya, right? He's not gonna add Zendaya. He's not gonna try to make her feel uncomfortable. She's an executive producer. It's her show. It's her show. She picked him to yeah probably make this show exactly directed. because they work well together, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like there's not gonna be that awkward conversation with with actors that are a little bit less well known. And that's what Sydney Sweeney said in her interview. She mm-hmm. said that sometimes she feels like the nudity takes away. Mm-hmm. That people don't talk about her performance because they're too busy talking about her boobs. Mm-hmm. Boobs. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to question why Zendaya is not 
naked. Mm-hmm. You know it's because they already think of her as an established actress. Yeah. People look at Zendaya and see that and think, I personally don't, I think anyone can do nude scenes. You want to do nude scenes? You want to do them. Yeah. I don't care how high of an actor you are, how high of an actress you are. Your body. You want to hang dong and you're Mark Wahlberg in his 50s? Do it. Do it. <laughs> right? If you're like the lowest level, if you're Zac Efron back in 17 again and he wants to hang dong <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a movie, let him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Whatever. But. Hang dong. <laughs> the fact that, be, the fact that they look at Zendaya like, oh, well, you're already like, I don't, think, I don't think she's ever been nominated for anything as far as like, America, like best actress. Yeah. No. But for Emmy, she's won. So she's like been nominated yeah. for Emmys for Euphoria, I'm mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah. So they already look at her like, oh, you're already like an A-list actor. Of course, we're not going to make you do nude scenes. We're going to make Sydney Sweeney do them yeah. instead because all she comes out in is TV shows. Yeah. yeah. There's a movie called The Voyeurs. I don't know if you've seen it on Hulu. It was like a new one that released last year. Okay. She's in it. She's pretty good. No, yeah. she's nude in it. Oh, like, she's nude like, in it. Okay. Full, like, I think that was the one that she like used as her example. Yeah, like, fully. Like it's. Well, they didn't talk about her performance. They talked and about she said nude. that. Yeah. yeah, and she said that she knew it was getting bad when one of her brother's friends at school showed oh, him man. either a video or picture of yeah. one of her nude scenes. That sucks, man. Yeah, and I think with actors, actresses like that. Or actresses in general, they're not in a position of power yeah. most of the times, right? When it's like female-led things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you don't really see that because it's a lot of the the male gaze that we're seeing, right? right. Yeah. Whether it's with Sam, whoever it is, it's a guy, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually a guy writing this and film filming it, right? Yeah. So I think there is a conversation to be had, but in all sense, I don't think Sam's a fucking pedophile. Don't think so. Does he shoot weird shit? Yeah, he does. Uh, dong. Right. But honestly, if you ask me to be an extra in Euphoria for a shower scene, I got to hang dong, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Euphoria. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I don't know. But the thing is with um with that, I feel like we got to maybe shouldn't praise him, right? And we also shouldn't uh dehumanize him for filming stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think once, if, if we do see a lot of actors coming out, though, it's like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable and you kind of forced me. Piece of shit. Piece of, right. piece of shit, yeah. right? But I think it's, it's uh, we're too quick to attack. Same thing, we're too quick to judge something that isn't finished. I do think he does get how guys and girls hypersexualize each other while in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that, 100%. Right. Like, I think there are certain scenes where you're like, the nudity doesn't make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or because I'm like, it's for it's purposeful, mm-hmm. it's purposefully there. People just sometimes feel uncomfortable with any nudity. Yeah. And then it's because it's like a, they're teenagers. They're like, oh, like Sam's a pedophile. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. wait, wait, hold on. Like, wait a minute. Like, there's multiple shows and in, in movies in the past that are I know like, I'm still watching Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. And that man. director convicted of sexually assaulting yeah. a Disney kid. So. Yeah. So it's like. I need to find out who y'all want to hate for real because yeah. there's a lot of piece of shits out there that y'all just like get away with things. Yeah, so I think it's just um, pumping the brakes a little bit. And I think it's good that we're having this conversation. Um, episode 5 releases Sunday. Um, I'm pretty sure we're excited about that. We're all going to watch it. We'll probably give you like a weekly update now sure. from here on then until it ends um, just to see how, how we're doing and everything. Um, but yeah, I think we're just going to um, cut it short this week. We're going to talk about Euphoria. And then for next episode, we'll focus on, like, maybe an individual movie. I know we wanted to talk about The Matrix, the new Matrix. We have a lot of things to say about that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe focus on a new movie, a show, album, uh, whatever whatever it is. But uh, we'll we'll keep you guys updated. As always, you can follow uh, the show um, at Think Movie Show on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, if you want to find out where you can best listen to the show, um, anchor.fm slash thinkmovieshow. Um, where can the people find you, Brennan? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Prado, P-R-Y-P-R-A-D-O. What about you, and Joey? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LordJoey615. Yes, great content over here. Content. Literally, especially if... Uh, if you're watching Euphoria and you're keeping up with him, he has some great tweets about Euphoria. Yeah. Uh, every week, I'm like, I, I love tuning in to see what you say. Ugh. Yeah. But um, you can follow me at Cisco Lopez underscore 14 on Twitter. Um, that's where I uh, put most of our content out. Um, again, TikTok uh, and uh, TikTok at Think Movie, YouTube at Think Movie Show. Um, we're going to put out some more content there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. See you later.